Okay, so the, the, just to make sure that I did well understood, yes. the feds are threatening to withdraw RCMP officers from BC if a contract is not signed by November. Am I right? Yes, we have received uh, notification uh, from uh, the Minister of Public Safety that should uh, British Columbia not sign the federal proposal, that they will consider uh, withdrawing RCMP services beginning in 2014. Beginning in 2014. Well, certainly that's the direction we've been given, is that if the deadline is not met by the end of November, they will begin to withdraw RCMP services uh, from the province in 2014. Um, as you can imagine, our goal here has been to bring the team back to the table to work on a deal that works for British Columbia. So we uh, continue to work to, uh, to ensure that we have the discussion necessary. Obviously, uh, we're, not, uh, we're not very pleased that, in fact, there's been that type of ultimatum. And we look forward to seeing the negotiators come back to the table. How would you, you, how would you describe the negotiation, the climate of those negotiations? Is it... Is it the bullying or something like that? Well, you know, I think initially there was a lot of uh, a lot of positive work done, and we did see some uh, some important steps taken. Uh, certainly, discussion about contract management and looking at a, a new preamble to the contract. So, I think there were some important first steps made uh, from the position of, the, of, of British Columbia, the leader of the block of the provinces and territories that are left. There's still more work to be done, and what happened in the interim were bilateral agreements were signed with Alberta and Saskatchewan, and that's at the that's the place at which. Which, uh, I think there was a decision that if Alberta and Saskatchewan signed, that the rest of the bloc should sign as well. How many to be the ob obstacle here? Well, I think from our perspective, you've heard today that municipalities, this is an enormous cost for them, and we have, policing is an enormous cost. We have a 20-year contract that we're contemplating here. What, what we want are some management tools. We want to be able to sit down and talk uh, uh, to the, the federal government when we're looking at increased costs to say, are these things important? How are we going to pay for them? We have no ability to have that kind of discussion today. So we're simply asking for contract management tools. We recognize that costs will increase over 20 years, but we're saying at least give us some legitimacy in a partnership rather than simply paying the bill at the end of the day. How many BC municipalities are currently policed by the RCMP? Well, we have uh, 13 independent uh, forces. So, in fact, the balance of British Columbia, we have uh, 6,000 officers in the in the province, and uh, the vast majority of communities have RCMP, uh, RCMP officers in, in British Columbia. This is the largest component of RCMP officers in the country. And, in fact, I think you heard today that Surrey has the single largest detachment in the country. Just to follow up in here, in terms of costs, just to confirm, uh, it was what was it... Uh, $300 million a year for, for the province on this and $500 million a year for the municipalities in terms of cost? That's the current cost of policing and in fact we've seen our costs almost double uh, over the last number of years for policing costs and again what's really important for me to emphasize is this is not about the RCMP, it is not about the officers the men and women who serve in the RCMP this is about settling a contract with the federal government and it's very important for me that that's, uh, that is differentiated. So you know, our goal, uh, the Deputy Solicitor General General is leaving right now to meet with the other provinces and territories and we're hoping to uh, go back to Minister Taves one more time and say come back to the table let's talk about contract management. When did this, when did this ultimatum arrive on your desk? 
I think it was in July that we actually sent a proposal, uh, you know, I'll get you the specific dates, but during the summer, during the course of the summer, we sent a proposal to the federal government and, uh, and asked a number of things. First of all, I asked if we could have an extension in terms of the discussion around the contract. I asked if we could have the negotiating t team come back. Uh, we sent an alternative proposal to the federal government proposal and ultimately uh, during the course of the summer received a letter that said the deadline for signing the federal proposal is November. Uh, Minister, Minister, where are we regarding the, where are we regarding the, the so-called Plan B, uh, a provincial police force? Have you begun to study that? Have you begun to put figures or how much it would cost and all that? Where are we regarding that, that possibility? Well, my number one goal, working with the Union of BC Municipalities, and let's be clear, the province negotiates on their behalf. So we've put in place a very unique uh, process where we've worked closely with UBCM to discover uh, what their priorities are, and we're negotiating on their behalf. So, uh, in fact, uh, as, as we move forward, we're going to look for the best ways to look at cost containment. Our number one goal remains finding an RCMP contract. Are we beginning to do the, the uh, homework around a, a possible Plan B? I think you can imagine that to be responsible, we at least need to have that homework done. So we have started uh, looking at what the costs would be. And it would be a significant cost increase for municipalities. That's why you're seeing their concern today. So you are looking into a provincial police force? No, I, I don't want to characterize it as I'm looking at a provincial police force. What I'm looking at is finding the way to reach a settlement with the federal government to maintain an RCMP contract. That's my number one priority. But on the other hand, when you receive an ultimatum that suggests that the RCMP may be withdrawn from this province by 2014, I think any responsible minister would at least begin to do the homework to look at, if that's necessary, what does it mean for the province. It's not my first priority, it's not something we're looking to do, but in the end of the day, uh, if we're going to not be able to get the, uh, the negotiating team back to the table, it's a responsible thing to begin to look at that. The federal proposal that's on the table, when does that date from? Pardon? I'm just wondering when, like, there's there's a contract proposal that's on the table, right? Mm -hmm. And so when was that made? Well, over the course of the last number of months, it is the contract that Alberta and Saskatchewan signed off on. So they want you to sign the same one. That's so. So in essence, yes, they're suggesting that this. Basically, Alberta and Saskatchewan signed off on the federal proposal, and uh, so the the uh, the request to sign is based on what Alberta and Saskatchewan signed. The interesting part of it, the additional fact, is that of course Alberta and Saskatchewan have included a Me Too clause in their contract, and so anything that we're able to negotiate that enhances the contract will automatically be given to Alberta and Saskatchewan. When did they sign that? Uh, their signing ceremonies were this summer. I think uh, in, in, I can get the dates for you. But you uh, find yourself in a position where uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan have said, you know, they've signed this this contract with the uh, with the federal government. But at the same time, you haven't gotten yours. And if you do get their yours they get more. That's exactly right. They they uh, they simply uh, felt that they were in a position to sign the federal proposal and we're st and I think ultimately if there were some time spent in both of those provinces by their municipalities as we did today to lay out what those potential future costs are there would be some significant concern there. So just so I'm clear here what's the total value of this contract because I don't I'm not sure I understand. Well, I, I can't actually give you the, the total value of the contract. I can tell you that today in British Columbia, for policing costs, uh, we pay, the province uh, invests $300 million. The municipalities, Annually. pardon me? Annually. 
Yes, yeah. and and half a million, half a billion dollars the municipalities pay, and there is a policing formula. So, for example, uh, large communities uh, pay uh, have a ninety percent uh, cost for their policing, ten percent uh, paid for by the federal government, uh, seventy thirty. So, you know. The point today of today's update is that this is an enormous cost for municipalities, and uh, Mayor Fassbender can probably give you more specifics in terms of the implications of of, uh, of the package. What we are concerned is about is ongoing costs. You saw the information around benefit plans, around potential unionization. All of those costs today would simply be transferred to the province and to then on to the municipalities. We're saying at least give us the chance to talk about those issues. Let's talk about whether or not. Uh, we need Surrey uh, Green Timbers. That building has, as you heard today, uh, moved from over $300 million to over a billion dollars in cost. And I think if you're looking at cost containment, we should at least be able to ask the question about those kinds of things. So, so really, it's not the cost-sharing structure that's as much an issue for us today, uh, although it is for some municipalities. It's about ongoing costs that simply get transferred to the province. And when did, when did talks stop? Because I understood that talks sort of paused for the election. Is they that... did. Well, in fact, I, I can't suggest uh, Peter's been on the team, but, uh, you know, I don't think we've had meaningful dialogue since before the election. Yeah, long before, actually. It was back even in March. And I was disappointed in March. Yeah. March. March of this year was the last time you guys of last year. Of last year. Yeah, because we have not had, there's been a lot of questions that have been given to the feds. No answers have come. And so, you know, what we've said, until you give us some of the feedback on some of the key issues and the cost drivers and all of those things, there's no sense negotiating. And so they've been dragging their heels. Then we had the election on top of that, which delayed it even further. The last provincial territorial meeting was in June in Ottawa, the same time that the minister met with Minister Taves. Mm -hmm. And the clear line-by-line, issue-by-issue document was produced then by the provinces and territories that were left at the table, given to the federal negotiators, and we've had zero response. And, you know, I think from, from, our, from our perspective, one of the concerns is that the initial premise around the negotiations, and remember, I'm new to the file, but the premise around the negotiations was that there would be a single contract for provinces and territories. So some of the work that may have been ongoing is the bilateral agreements that were actually signed off by Alberta and Saskatchewan. Um, but, you know, to, to, to suggest, I mean, we, we have had stalled contracts. We have done our best to convey information. And what we're, we're simply saying, we want to have this discussion with you. Please send the team back to the table. And, and we've had that request in uh, virtually uh, well, right, daily and yeah. weekly uh, to, to say we need to have this and discussion. no... You just signed by November. Or well, we certainly have. So the, the latest uh, iteration as recently as this morning was uh, certainly there is a deadline in place. That deadline is the end of November. Uh, in the meantime, if you have issues you'd like to discuss with us, create the document, give us a line-by-line -line, uh, representation of our concerns. We sent that document to them in July. So we are going to go back to the table again with the block our deputy is my deputy is on the way uh, to Winnipeg to meet with that group uh, to once again confirm our positions. Uh, we're going to take every opportunity to send them information. But you know, the provincial government, uh, the BC did have its own provincial police force mm -hmm. in, many years. in many years ago. <clears throat> and and if you're now looking at as a as a distant line B, why don't you just simply do that? 
Well, first of all, the cost to municipalities in the province would be extraordinary. And we also believe that there is value in a, in a national police force. And, and again, I think Mayor Fassbender described that best. It's not a matter of uh, Canadian pride. I mean, we all, you know, there is, there is that emotional side of the argument. This is about the nature of crime. And we, there is an important role for a national police force. When you're talking about organized crime, I'm not sure how we could continue to have the same kind of level of intelligence, the same kind of integration. We believe there's value for the, the federal government in having a national police force. And, and I think from the, the, uh, the crime perspective, not, not you know, red surge. Uh, so from our, our, from our uh, perspective, we believe it's, it's also a benefit to the, the federal government to have a national police force. Uh, for a number of reasons, um, and we also think this, and I, you know, I guess this is the this is the most interesting thing that we've had the discussion about. If we're concerned about line by line costs, benefit plans, um, you know, all of those things that that continue to escalate and and are 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 passed on to uh, municipalities, in cost cutting and and challenging economic times, shouldn't the federal government have those same concerns? It sounds like they have you over a barrel. <laughs> Well, there's no doubt we're in a difficult uh, in a difficult bargaining position. But I think you heard today unanimously that uh, the Union of BC Municipalities stands behind this negotiating team and recognizes that there needs to be some change in contract management. And I I can hardly imagine that that seems like a significant request in in light of the fact that these communities um, will ultimately accept the cost-sharing agreement. Then why, Last question then, for the minister. Then, she has to go. Then why do you see this kind of intransigence from the federal government? If you're, if, if you're supposed to both be on the same page, why is it that they're fighting you on this? What do you think I think that's a question you should ask Minister Taves. Yeah, but what's the issue that where you see it? Well, from my perspective, uh, you know, the motive for not returning to the negotiating table is unclear to me. And if the issue, if the issue is... Um, where you know here's the package take it or leave it and we're simply saying there are more savings to be had in this contract wouldn't you think they'd want to come back to the table and have that discussion